Welcome to Life Uncharted Podcast with Damola, Diana and Shio. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Life Uncharted Podcast and today I have my girl and I have another favorite girl but okay, let me first introduce my our regular, our beloved I think. Wow, okay. Hello. You didn't tell tell us your name. Yeah, you already said my name. So why am I saying my name again? There's no point. Okay. Hello, everyone. Obviously, I'm not the fave of the podcast, so that's okay. I mean. But hi. We'll make do with Jesus loves me. (laughs) Of course. And that's all that matters. (laughs) And then we have a guest. A very, you know, beautiful, wonderful girl, a creative, a, what would I call her? An all-rounder, actually. There's nothing you'd give this person that she wouldn't show off her skills. Like, she's she's that amazing. And her name is the Akemini Jane of Nigeria. Nice. <laughs> Wow, what a way to introduce somebody. You know, you just sound like my mom. My mom is the person that would meet people and be like, oh my God, she can do anything. But you can. I'm like, they literally don't need to know that. But thank you. (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Akemini Chain. And as you can tell, Diana loves me. I do, I do, I do, I do. I, I do. actually like meeting people that Diana loves. It's always a fascinating concept to me. Oh my gosh, she's a fascinating love, concept. I love why? meeting them. Why, please? I don't know. It's just, it's nice to see, you know, the people that you love. I, I can't relate, <laughs> so it's just really nice. I, I don't, I still don't understand, but okay. <laughs> we'll just don't worry. When, when Shia comes, you can continue. Today is Ekemini that you show your love. When Shia comes back, you can. Oh, so you should. I don't show. Oh, now I understand. I didn't get it before. Damola, baby. What do you mean? I'm... It's okay. It's okay. Please focus. 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 It's okay. <laughs> okay. So today, I mean, how's your day been, Damola Ekemini? Do you have you had a good day so far? Yeah, I, I have. I would like to think so. I've been sleeping also. Sleep is good. <laughs> Goals. Thank God. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Damola, how's your day been? How's work been? Uh, my day has been okay. Pretty, I don't know, weekdays, whenever I'm working, the days look very similar to me. So, yeah, it was okay. That's, That's great. My day has just been there, honestly. I feel like I could have had, I would have, I, I would have wanted to have a better day, but... I mean, we'll just take what we can get. But yes, I think weekdays are normally always the same. You get the same, you know, today we, you go to work, you do this, you do that, and you move. Like, I mean, you can't relate. As a creative, you know, you your days are never the same. <laughs> you have new yes, things coming up. true. Yeah. That, that is true. So do you think... Well, that, like, except when I have, like, specific things to do and there's, like, a time frame. Mm. And, oh, for the next couple of weeks, I'm doing this job. Then those days are usually the same. So do but otherwise, you, my days are typically different. Do you think like you'd fit into a nine to five perfectly? No, and I know this because I have done nine to fives. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell you for free that I always feel like somebody is suffocating me. 
and it's always very chaotic and my bosses always end up complaining because I keep looking for something new or something different to do. And so I've given up on that lifestyle. That's interesting. And Mm -hmm. so let's just jump right into today's topic. And it's one of the... Sorry, Diana, is interesting your favorite word? You have said it so many times today. What's that word? After Ekemen is interesting. You said it like so many times. (laughs) Favorite word. Oh my god! Like think back on the episodes I've recorded. Do I say interesting a lot? Yeah, like and today you said it quite a number of times, and I'm just wondering. I guess when you can't like put like a word to it, you just say interesting. So we'll just jump right into today's topic, and it has to do with something I like to talk about, and which is faith. So any conversation on faith gets me pumped up and I hope I sound excited when I'm talking about it because I feel I think for me I'm more comfortable would I say talking about it with um, people that are really close to me because then I feel like they get to understand what I'm really talking about without me having to overemphasize something do you understand yes we do I just have a question why is it a topic that excites you because faith for me it's it's a major part of my life i think i mean not i think i know it's a major part of my life it informs like majority of my i would like it to inform majority of my decisions it doesn't inform for now it doesn't inform majority let's say 50 50 but i'd like for it to inform like all the decisions that i make and so far it's been fantastic just okay i was just i was just curious and when you say faith do you just mean like are you speaking to like the christian faith right well yes for me it's the christian faith but just generally i think people's faith what their belief system but for me majorly yes as a christian yes but i'd actually like to know what i'd like knowing what people believe in why they believe in it and how would i say it it has impacted them or how it has helped them go through whatever situation they have to go through or whatever anyway so this is like the first question i'm going to ask Yes. So um, think about it. How how has your faith or upbringing, does it influence your action, your behavior? And how does it like when you think that the world is changing right now, you know, um, how do I how do I say it? I feel like we're now in a world that um, is very fast paced. If I would say it's very fast paced. Everything seems to be like moving in fast motions. And it's like, um, how has your faith your upbringing has it influenced the world that is changing today do you stay true to who you are does it help him stay true to who you are or something of that nature do you understand yeah 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 i get you i think i can really should go first because she's like a guest today so it's only right that we allow her speak first oh that's so nice of you guys very polite children <laughs> that's me oh. by the way damola not Diana. Oh, wow, Diana. I hear you are not polite. Thank you so much for letting me go first, Damola. I've been called a lot of things. Polite. Not oh, polite is one of them, actually. But continue. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Okay, but for real now. Wait, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing. 
I love when this happens. And you know why I'm laughing? Because this is what Diana does. Every time I would ask her a question, she would like think like she's about to answer. Then she'd be like, wait, Damla, what's the question again? So I like that this is happening. So Diana, please be to yourself. Okay. So how has your faith or your upbringing, how has it influenced your actions or behavior in today's world that is changing? That's the question. Oh, okay. With the way the world is changing, um, one of the things that is happening is that people are rationalizing a lot of things that we grew up um, knowing to not be true or things that we grew up knowing to avoid, right? Yeah. This is very and interesting. Sorry, I'm using interesting again. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but but what what has happened with me is that I guess in a bid to... I won't say stay current, but just a bit to know to not offend. I sometimes find myself tilting to all the should I say all the alterations that are being made to what I know is true, right? Yeah. But how my faith has helped me is that when I see myself like see myself like um being tossed by these things, I my faith is an anchor. It's like no matter how the world changes no matter how many i many times people um change ideas and tell you that oh maybe this is it or maybe this is not it having like my christian foundation helps me know that this is where to go back to this is what the absolute is regardless of what people say because it's so easy to get you know carried away and swept up by all these things especially because i really love the media not only because I, I do a lot of media work and not only do I love to work in the media, I love to consume things that are out there in the media. I just see that's, um, that's how we live. You know, that's how we, like our lives are intertwined and the media is kind of like the thing that's guiding us through that process of intertwining our lives. So as much as I expose myself to the media, I make sure that, you know, my faith is that thing that I hold on to otherwise. <laughs> Is rough out here on these streets, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Oh, sorry. Damola, you see, I think Damola, Diana Damola is going to give Damola, me money no. for every Diana, time. Say for every time Diana says interesting, she has to give Damola and I money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Damola, your turn. Um, Actually, when Akemeni was speaking, there was something I thought about, and I was like, is it? Sometimes is it really your faith or is it your upbringing? The reason I say that is because, and you don't like, yes, I was just, I just thought about it because, you know, as Christians, they're Christians in all like other parts of the world, but you find that people tend to view things differently. Some things are accepted in certain societies and are not necessarily frowned upon even by Christians in that society. So is it really you know, your faith or your relationship with God in of itself, or is it just the outlook you have by virtue of where you were raised, like in Nigeria or something, for example? Well, for me, it's not a one-size-fits-all. There are certain things that I would turn away from because ah, uh, in my society, this is a no-no. But then there are things that even when my society tries to justify it, I know that this is not what the word of God would have me do. Yeah. And so I will step away from it. And I also th say that, you know, faith um, influences these things because for the most part, especially like us as Nigerians, 
the Christian faith heavily, like our faith heavily influences our upbringing, even before we understand it, like even before we can say that we are Christians, most of the things that our parents or our extended family or our neighbors would approve of or frown of, yes, or frown on, yes, <laughs> is usually defined by our faith. Then as yeah. we grow in that faith, we start to see that, oh, maybe they missed the mark on this one, or maybe yeah. I need to double down on this other part. So however you look at it, Honestly, our faith plays such a big role in, like, mm. you know, keeping us grounded and helping us in this wild, wild world. Well, yeah, that's very true because whenever I look at my life and sometimes I question some of the things I believe, yes, like you said, the word of God is a standard. But growing up now, I think that there's some things that I wouldn't do, not because I believe it's wrong for other people but just because of how I was raised I was raised in a very conservative very conservative family I feel that even now even though I you know have this very active relationship with God and I know that there's no way God is looking at me and was like ah, you know that thing is wrong because it's not something that I feel is wrong but just for me I would always feel guilty doing that thing so I will never be able to do it so I think that Yes, my faith has played a part, but I also think the way I was raised as well. For my parents, they have been Christian since, I don't know, before, since before I was born. So I would even say that my, my culture was more like Christian. When I always tell people this, they always laugh because I always tell them that my culture is more Christian than anything because my parents were never really into, we never really grew up with, let's say, people that we were from we always lived away from people that were from like the same village or things like that so what my parents raised us by was christian values so that really shaped who i am but then again my parents personality as people also influenced that and i think that that's one of the things i've seen now even in like the church or like let's say christianity in, in, as a whole you find that even within christianity there are different like doctrines and churches like the way let's say a like mfm pastor or like a deeper life or let's say house on the rock you can see that they're all christians but i don't know i don't know if it's their personality but there are certain things that you would see is different from all of them i don't know if you guys understand what i'm trying to say but yeah i i i, I follow <laughs> i wanted to say something but i was like i follow <laughs> so the thing is I think, did you, in my head, I'm like, did you answer the question? Because I feel like. Yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah, I said, I said, yes, my faith has, you know, influences a lot of things I do. Okay. But then again, I don't really think it's just my faith. Oh, okay. I think a lot of it was, you know, the way I was raised. Huh. But then again, my parents had raised me Christian, but a lot of the way they raised me was also based on their personality. So they might have said something was wrong. Not necessarily because it was, but just because they do not like it. Do you get? Yes. I think now I understand better. So, yes. That was why I gave the example of like different churches mm -hmm. and the way all Christians don't appear the same way because their personal influences that, you know, let's say even people in different generations, like the older pastors, the younger pastors, even the way they practice Christianity is different. Do you get? So, um, 
for me, yes, it definitely has changed. It definitely has influenced the way I view the world. Also, that's the thing. It does, it's not just my faith, but it also has to do with um, knowledge, education, you know, cultural influences. But I think the main, the main roots of my decisions has to do with my faith. I think, yes, my faith largely has to do with my, the way I see the world more than I'd like to admit sometimes. And um, so the next question is, how do you stay true to that? Is, is this like a Q&A? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not a Q&A. It's just like, how do you stay true to the belief system you grew up with? And is it possible to stay true okay. to that? Okay, just just the question. Are you, are you are you saying is like how hard or how easy is it to yes, be like, a Christian now in this time, right? That's is that what okay. You mean? Okay, if that's what yes. So is it okay? Has it helped in navigating? Has it made it harder, or has it made it easier? Or would I would I use the word picky or? Does it make sense? Okay, maybe you should answer so that it will help us answer. Okay, so for me. When I when I thought of this um, navigating through life, I feel like as a Christian, it's kind of um, because you have certain ideas, certain beliefs that would I say doesn't really, it's not really, would I say popular around, because I'm looking at the world right now and I don't think that, I think people are now staring towards the way of I don't want to be accountable to anybody. So I'd rather mm-hmm. not believe in whatever. Do you understand? I've that's the reason I feel like people don't even have like a faith system sometimes because I feel like they don't want to be accountable to whatever or whoever or and because of that it's like it's it's so easy now to navigate or to do whatever you want to do because since I'm not accountable to anybody, since I'm not accountable to anything, I can do whatever I want to do. I can make whatever choices I want to make and it's okay. But as a Christian, like someone as me now, there are certain things I wouldn't do because it's my faith, my relationship with God frowns on it. And there are things, so it's like, so it, it, it feels like it makes your, it makes it seem like you're picky and it's like, would I say your circle or the things? Okay, let's say you're picking. Let's let's make it like you're picking beans or something. It's like it just becomes smaller with the portion you're picking from. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's the question I'm kind of asking. Like for me, definitely, it's made it like harder for decisions. Would I say not harder for me in a bad way? Because I feel like it's also for my betterment. Does it make sense? But like, yeah. it just, it makes it harder. It makes it, it makes it more, it's like, I don't really have a lot to choose from because this is what I have to deal with. So does it appear that way for you? Okay. Okay. I, I think I understand what you're trying to say now. I would say, yes, it is hard because there are some times, yes, I, I, I remind myself every time that God's word is a standard and what he says is what I should do. But there are some times, there's some situations I just face, you know, every day. And I'm just like, oh, God, like, if only, it's not if I would do it, yeah, but I was just like, if only I didn't 
I don't know, but that's sometimes you just be like, if only because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you have to stand alone. Sometimes I've had situations where where people be like, oh, why don't you want to do that thing? And I'm just like, oh yeah, I just don't want to. And for people who understand your faith, you don't really have to explain. But for people who don't, you almost seem weird. And people are like nobody's going to like. There will be no issue if you don't do it. But it's almost like God, I want to live according to your standard. But I think the thing that has really helped me is to surround myself with, you know, like-minded people, because that way we can all just encourage each other and we're not afraid to stand together. Example now on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, there's so many things or so many people that I see that have been dragged daily. Yes, there's some people that deserve the dragging because what they said, they didn't say it. It wasn't something that was probably, yes, they were saying the right message, but the way it came across it was very judgmental but there are certain people that they are literally saying what the bible says for example now someone can just make a tweet and be like oh adultery is still a sin or fornication is still a sin or cheating people is still a sin or lying or things like that people will just be like yeah whatever like and then they'll start like dragging them for whatever but something like that that's literally what god has said but it's almost like now because the world has become so free, the world has become so liberal, you have to be very politically correct. So it's kind of hard to, to you know, say what is right. But one thing I know, I mean, without preaching too much, is that we really literally have to stand for God. We can't be ashamed. I mean, for me, I have to say, it's like, I can't be ashamed. I ha- always have to keep sharing my experiences. And when I'm surrounded with people, like like-minded people, then it's a lot easier to, to stand or as like, I'm navigating, <laughs> navigating adulthood is a lot easier <laughs> to, to, it's a lot easier to do it when I have people who also share the same kind of faith. But I, I definitely get you. You sometimes you get that odd stare. Sometimes some people are like, "Yeah, I don't know how you still believe all of this." But mm-hmm. honestly, I find that I'm surrounded around people who are quite understanding. So even people that don't share my faith, mm-hmm. at least in my personal life, they're quite respectful of it. Question, follow up question: Are you also understanding of people's belief? Yeah, I am. I am. See, I am very understanding. In fact, sometimes well, understanding to a fault, Seth. If I would say that. But Ekemini has not answered, so yeah, don't forget her. Yeah, I'm not, definitely not. I, I agree with what Damola said about having community and having people that are like-minded. We cannot do it alone. I mean, even the Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. <laughs> you Damola, mm, you just read that Bible. Let's just continue. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue okay um but but for real for real community that's what helps you can't do this by yourself you know when people are like oh no i don't gather i don't like people that do like this it's easier to compromise when you're by yourself they strengthening numbers like you can easily get overwhelmed by the way the world does life by the way the world defines certain things right and so having your own people and you, it's not just having young people so that they can support you and they can champion your cause. It's having your own people because they know why this thing is important. They know why it matters. And so sometimes even when you forget, they're the best people to, how do you say this now? They're the best people to remind you. They keep you grounded. 
because mm-hmm. you guys share, you know, like the same uh, influences. So yeah, that that's what helps, and even in like bad things. So <laughs> not like I'm making a recommendation for bad things, but this is not just like <laughs> a Christian thing. Like I know somebody, I know someone, a, a Christian who was struggling, you know, um, who was trying to quit smoking. You know, he had made up his mind, but he was having a hard time with it. And I remember him talking to me about it. And I just basically told him, I was like, well, I know you have Christian friends. And I know that because of like people that you went to school with and friends that you feel bad living behind, you have friends that are not Christians as well. So I just basically asked him, I was like, if you are around your Christian friends, would you do this particular thing? And he's like, nah, like regardless the level of temptation, you are not going to do this in front of them. But you are more comfortable, so mm. it seemed it seemed like the no brainer thing for him to do was to basically, even if not cut off completely, but drastically reduce contact with these other people who didn't have a problem, who or who didn't share his convictions. And honest to God, that was what happened. Like he stopped spending time with these people, and he hasn't smoked in about two years. He still sees them once in a while. They hang out. But because he only sees them like maybe once in six months or so, and it's just, oh, we had an event together or a bunch of us just gathered to like have a game night. He doesn't, like he has been away from it long enough. And what helped him was like, you know, being away from it long enough helped him. Like it cleared his mind and he was able to see that, okay, I don't want this thing in my life. I don't want this thing in my space, so to speak. And so he, even if he's placed in that situation, his conviction is now deeper. There are times where you might think, oh my God, I don't have a deep enough conviction and I feel guilty. Is Your conviction, conviction can be strengthened for or against whatever you want to hold on to, right? And yeah. the way to help strengthen your conviction is to like feed your mind and surround yourself with people who believe the same thing as you because once you are convicted and once you are convinced of whatever it is right or wrong you will run with it for some reason that's just how god created us and that's how we are wired you know so even with the good things surrounding ourselves with like fellow believers is like a surefire way to make sure that you know we stay the course yeah i love that it was you i had on this i honestly like i'm just thinking about who else i could have had on here and i'm glad it was you Hey, Kevin, I'm talking about you, by the way. Aww. I, 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 I am very flattered. Now. I am very flattered. I know that Diana loves me. I'm telling you guys. Damola, I love you too. Don't, don't, <laughs> like, don't make okay, it. Don't lie. Don't <laughs> lie. That's fine. But yeah, so are you are you accommodating of other, other people's belief as well as Damola? I am. And, and I will give my reason why. Because I don't want it to seem like, you know, just a basic answer. I'm accommodating of other people's beliefs because I keep thinking to myself, you know, God knows what is good for us. You know, God knows that believing in Jesus and receiving the gift of salvation is what is best for us. It is not just what is best for us. It's the only way to go. But God doesn't force it down our throats. Yep. And so if my heavenly father, the ruler of the universe, the all-knowing, all-seeing God is not going to do that. What gives me the rights, really? 
I may be uncomfortable with how other people express their faith. I may be uncomfortable with the things that their faith tells them is right or wrong. But at the end of the day, it's not my place. Yeah. You know, a lot of Christians, I feel like a lot of Christians struggle with this thing. And it's almost like a guilt that we have. We feel like we are responsible for the world. Like, oh my God, if people don't believe, we don't shove it down the truth, then oh my God, disaster. And yes, we need to tell them the truth. We need to preach the gospel. But it was like when Christ was telling the um, disciples, sorry, my Bible knowledge can be rusty sometimes. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was when he sent out the 12 or when he sent out the is it 70 or 120. But um, one of those times where he sent out the disciples to evangelize, he basically said, you know, go to these places, talk to these people. If they don't receive your message, yeah. you know, dust off the, yeah. the sand of your sandals and walk away. Mm -hmm. He did not see, try using this gimmick to convince to get, them yeah. he did not say yeah. you know so just that's just what it is we will always come across people that don't believe what we believe mm -hmm. and we are not authorized we are not admonished we are not encouraged to treat them any differently yeah you know guard your heart with all diligence and make sure that you know their belief does not start to uh, cause you to to question yours or sec, you know second guess what you know is true from the word of God, but love them all the same. It's challenging because we think that love has to come from a place of comfort, and so this shakes us up every now and then. But then, like Christ said, if you bless those who bless you, you are no different from the unbeliever. You know what sets us mm -hmm. apart is our ability to love people that we don't agree with, people that you know we see them and we're like. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people, you know, they're living your their life, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I feel but like you have to love them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I feel like people always forget that part that it says, like, if you only love someone who loves you, you're no different than the person than an unbeliever. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? I think people forget yeah. that and just try to, oh, I must, I must preach, you know, this gospel to you and you must accept it and whatever, whatever. But Yes, I, th I think that is pride, by the <laughs> it way. Is pride. I, think yeah. it's not, pride. I think it's pride. We, we think that it is our place. We think that this mm -hmm. is something that we have sway over. We have control over other people's salvation. And that's just a very silly thought, right? And I'm not one to like batter people because of probably my personality. But even when I was not like battering people with like, you must give your life to Christ, I still felt very bad in my heart. I, I felt guilty. It wasn't even, I felt bad like, oh, this person is not, is not is going to miss out on Jesus. I wasn't even thinking about that person. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. I had to realize that I was wrong because when you're presenting the gift of salvation, you're not thinking about yourself like, oh, my mom will flog me. I'd not do my assignments. Or Jesus would be angry at me. I'd not do my assignments. It's about this person is going to miss out on this great opportunity. That's one. And it's not just missing out on opportunity. This person is going to be in trouble because at the end of the day, when Christ comes, the separation is going to happen, whether we like it or not. And if we love people with that conviction, also following, you know, the word of God, we would go easy on ourselves and we wouldn't feel the need to like shake down everybody and walk around trying to beat them up with our Bibles. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to ask. I don't want to say any more. I don't want to add any. Damo, do you want to say any other thing? Um, it's just off what she was saying. Mm -hmm. Really, um, I think a lot of times as Christians, we we feel that it's our job to save people, 
we feel that maybe if we just say one more thing, they will just be saved. And a lot of times it doesn't come. There's this thing in our hearts that we just feel like, once I just preach that message like this, if I just keep hammering it, something will happen. But I think we just have to remember that it's a gift and the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts the hearts of people basically to receive this message. So especially now, I think it's very, very important because the world at large, there's so much intolerance. There's so much like hatred. We're not able to, you know, exist among each other. And I feel that it's very important that as Christians, we can show that message and really display that love and accept people with whatever it is they believe. I, ju- I just think it's it's very, very important because there are some times that I see some things, especially from Christians, and I'm not very pleased because I think that, yes, the message sounds okay, but their hearts doesn't seem to be right. Yes, it's not my place to judge, but I just think that it even drives people away, especially when people come and maybe they're just genuinely asking questions but the resistance that they receive or like the judgment that they receive sometimes, it's not it's not one of saying, oh, this Jesus loves you and he just wants to have a personal relationship with you. It's more like, oh, if you don't do this thing, God is going to be mad. There's no way you can ever be saved. I don't think it's our place as Christians to, you know, to do that. Yeah. So for me, um, the everything... The last thing or the major thing I'm, th- I'm taking out of this conversation is love. And that's, that's the foundation of Christianity. I mean, the foundation of Christianity is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but there's also love. Love is the roots, is at the root of everything because at the end of the day, Jesus loves us and we should extend this love to every other person that we come across. So, and also, God died. Jesus died for everybody. Yes, he for everybody. Yes. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's such. I think I enjoy. Not I think I definitely did enjoy this. Okay, I know that you know you want to wrap this up, but I really do have a question. <laughs> um, I can't really love question. that. Thank you more... for stopping her because I knew that she <laughs> wanted to do so. Oh my god! So, but, but for real, for real. Oh god, I've said for real, for real. Like, if you meet in real life, I don't say that. I have no idea why I'm saying it on this podcast. But anyways, it's not even a question. It's more like an addition. You know, Diana said, you know, the ultimate thing is love. We hear that a love. Yeah, I say love. <laughs> we hear that a lot. And not only do we hear that a lot, we hear different variations of it. You hear love is love is love is love, right? But. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah we, love is love is love. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to. I, especially for the purpose of this episode and especially for the purpose of what we're talking about, we really need to like bring it home. The love we're talking about is the one that's in First Corinthians 13. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, definitely that. You know, and, and people think that love, you know, it's so mushy and comfortable and people just have different definitions, right? So I will encourage you to just go and read that passage, read First Corinthians 13 to get like a proper glimpse or proper uh, description of what love is. First and foremost, God is love and everything apart from that is not. So until we fully understand that Jesus is the one who defines love. Even when we attempt to love people, we might say the answer to all this chaos that we're experiencing is love. 
But even when we attempt to do that of our own like abilities, we are going to fail woefully and we will come up short every single time. So maybe to round it up, I just want to say um, God is love, you know, and read Fresh Franchise 13 to like get details. <laughs> Thank you. This was a very nice conversation. Uh, thank you, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Really, honestly, sorry, Diana, before you talk, I really, I, I actually, I, I actually appreciate you coming on the episode because I think it's very, sometimes it's nice to have someone else talk apart from like dozen noise noisemakers on this um, podcast. <laughs> it's really, and I don't just mean Diana, I mean myself as well. Because <laughs> I think that sometimes we really like hearing our own voice. So we just keep like talking and talking and talking. But mm. I really appreciate you coming on and I appreciate the insights that Thank you brought. Thank you. And it was like a short conversation, even though we've kind of been talking for a bit. But I would really, I would like to like have you on, just talk about something else, like a particular topic, because I'm actually curious about your mind anyway yes. thank you for coming i know see it see it if you meet myself this is, is at this point where then i was that sound like my mother again <laughs> i know amazing people i'm just saying like i mean i'm amazing myself but you know <laughs> so as we wrap up this podcast episode damala do you want to say bye oh yes uh please follow us on instagram and twitter we are at live uncharted underscore uh rates the podcast as well wherever you listen to it and yeah comments engage send us messages we actually love reading messages we love the feedback from the previous episode it was amazing um, I really like that kind of feedback on all episodes. Obviously, I know I can't force you, but yeah, you know me, I always I, ask. And I just <laughs> remembered that, you know, I said I was going to give an answer to Shio's for Shio in the last episode. And yes, Shio would definitely not be single and content. She would be, she would not be content if she was single or if she were to end up single. So Ekemini, Ekemini, what's your Instagram handle or your Twitter handle or whatever? Uh, my Twitter and Instagram handle are the same. And it's Ekemini Jane, literally. E-K-E-M-I-N-I-J-A-N-E. The Ekemini Jane of Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, so you can look for the Ekemini Jane of Nigeria on Twitter so that Diana can stop shouting. Bye, guys. Bye. Tamala. Bye. No, let's go back. We are recording this part again. Okay, so we've come to the podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye, Camille. <Ekemini. laughs> this is chaotic. <laughs>